0: All right, I'm going to share tonight Mr. Hashem uh, two incredible stories, and both have a similar theme, it's, a, it's a, they're both about how you know when, by a sign from Hashem, that the time has come to change direction in what you're doing, and that your previous mission, your previous challenge is done, and Hashem is sending you in a different direction. It's uh, very relevant um, to each of us because uh, in all times we have to pay attention to where Hashem is sending us. Just like when the Jewish people were traveling the desert, there were clouds guiding them to go and know which direction to go. In a similar way, Hashem guides us in our life as well. We need to pay attention to what Hashem is sending our way. The uh, Rebbe was, was talking about people who are, someone who gets sick. And the person because he's sick he has to uh, stop working, he has to stop uh, doing everything he usually does. So that said that you have to feel the truth, and when God says to camp, you have to camp, when God says to travel, you have to travel. Thank you. Thank you. I this to Rabbi the first story Story of Baal It's customary in general to say a story of Baal Shemtev, Shabbos. This is one of the more famous stories of Baal and it's printed in the storyteller. I think actually the the five volume series of Storyteller is called The Storyteller but just because of this story. Baal had a Chassid who was very knowledgeable of stories about the Baal and Baal told him that it's important for his Neshama to go around and to share stories of the Baal Shem And he didn't know when his mission would be over, how long he has to do this for. And Baal Shem Tov said, you, you will know, there will be a sign when time has come for you that this mission is done. So anyway, so he uh, he's going, he goes around and shares stories of Baal Shem Tev, and he continues to do this until the Baal Shem passes away. Chayim, 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 Chayim. So he's. He hears that there's a very rich man of Itebsk who would pay five ruble for every new story that he, about the Valshamtev never heard before, and one ruble he would pay for a story that he had already heard. So this was great. He's going to go to this man, he's going to share with him all the stories he knows about Valshamtev. It would be amazing. He arrives on Thursday night. Thursday night, he's very tired and doesn't have a chance to share any stories on Thursday night. And he goes to sleep and he wakes up and he doesn't have a chance to see the host until Shabbos comes Friday night by the dinner, by, Shabb- by the Shabbos table. And his host asks him to share a story about Shemtif. But lo and behold, he cannot remember a single story about Shemtif. not even one story. The same thing happens Shabbos afternoon. Same thing happens. Matze Shabbos it never happened to him before. He can't remember any stories of Al Shemtiv. He doesn't know what's going on. And he stayed longer. He stayed Matze Shabbos. He stayed Sunday, hoping that he would remember a story of Al Shemtiv who just couldn't believe it. And his host felt bad for him, but listen, he, he didn't say any stories of Al Shemtiv. So the guy is about to leave. It's already a few da- days after Shabbos. He gets on, puts his foot on the wagon, and then he said, Oh! I have a story. What was the story? He said one time, one day, the Balshemtiv gathered ten Hasidim together, ten of his stu- students together, and we traveled together to a far-off town. When we came to the town. We saw these torches in this town square and these huge crosses. And Balshemtiv guided us to follow him at these side streets until we came to the Jewish ghetto. We came to the Jewish ghetto, we, he knocked on the door and banged on the door until someone answered and he said, hey, what are you doing? Why are you outside? And he opens the door, he opens up all the locks and he lets the all them in. He said, they're, they're going to come any minute, this is one of the worst holidays. It was Easter and there was a pogrom planned to ransack the Jewish ghetto and all the Jews were, were, were uh, hiding. So the, the man who let the Baal Shem and his students in says, you don't know why you guys outside? It's it, you're, you're insane. You, any minute this, this this whole area is going to be filled with thousands of people, right, to kill Jews. So Baal Shem told one of his students to go to the town square and to go to the bishop at the town square and to tell him that the Baal Shem wants to speak to him. So This student happened to be the storyteller himself. He went to the town square. And the town square is full already with thousands of people. And he managed... And he managed to um, miraculously to get to the center where the uh, bishop was. And the bishop is standing on the stage and his face is red. And he's about to give his speech of venom and to uh, incite everyone to go into the Jewish ghetto and to kill everyone. So he pulls on the, he says, Shema Yisrael, this Chasid Shemtiv." He says, Shema Yisrael, because he realizes life is in danger. And he says, Shema Yisrael, he goes over to the bishop, he pulls his robe, and he says, Valshemtev wants to speak to you. So the bishop's face changes color. And he says, I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready yet. And this Chassid. The Balshemtiv walked back to Balshemtiv, walked back safely to that home, and the Balshemtiv told him, "Go back again and tell him if he doesn't come now, it's going to be too late." Okay, so he makes his way back to the town square, which is now full of thousands of people, and the bishop is there, and it's it's it's, it's about to happen. He pulls again twice in the bishop's robe, and Sishma Yisrael. And he looks at the bishop and he says to him, the Tov says, if you don't you have to come right now and speak to Tov. if you don't come now, it's going to be too late. So the bishop said, Okay, shook his head like okay. The chassid started to leave. And the bishop announces, I'm getting a message from God right now. Wait. And he follows the chassid back to the place where the Tov was staying. And as soon as he goes inside. He falls on the floor and he starts to cry. Baal Shem Tev asked him to take out all the crosses he was wearing to take it out at the station, bring it into the home. And he comes in the home and he starts to cry and, and, he, and, he's, and he's totally uh, overwhelmed with emotion. And he has a few minutes alone with Baal Shem Tev. No one knew what Baal Shem Tev said to him. But the Baal Shem Tev told told the Chassidim that this man had grown up. As a Jew, he's a Jewish, born by Jew, as a Jew. But this, he became a priest. He became indoctrinated in in the in the uh, with lots of Jew hatred, until he became this this bishop who incited mobs to attack Jews. That that's who he was. The Jews would would say his name. They would say Yemach Shemai. May his name be blotted out because of the terrible things he would cause to happen to Jewish people. So this. This man leaves Osana's room and no one sees him again. No one knows what happened to him. So, this story is the story that the storyteller remembered and he looks at the wealthy man and wants to see if he likes the story and he sees that the wealthy man is smiling but he's crying at the same time. And he's, the wealthy man tells him, he said, I want you to know who I am. I am that bishop. And I asked the Baal Shem Tev, how will I know when my tshuva is accepted? And Baal Shantav says, when someone will tell you your story, then you'll know that Hashem has accepted your tshuva." That's the first story I wanted to share. And a similar theme in the second story. It's a fascinating story. It was printed a few years ago, uh, many years ago, in Mishpacha magazine. The person who wrote the story uh, claims he heard the story directly, from the one the story happened to Rabbi Simcha Gordetsky, a, a similar theme the story has. Rabbi Simcha Gordetsky, he was sent by the previous Rebbe as a young man already before he got married, to travel throughout Russia and to uh, reach out to Jews, inspire Jews, to keep Torah and mitzvahs, to arrange schools and mikvahs throughout Russia. So Rabbi Simcha Gordetsky would report back the previous Rebbe every month or two. So one time he goes back to the previous Rebbe, and the previous Rebbe is talking to him, and while he's inside the previous, Bechlal, in general, always heard him to share with the previous Rebbe what was going on, because the previous Rebbe's heart would break hearing about the tr- troubles the Jewish people had, and he had to share all the bad news, the Yankel's wife died, and Shimon's is sick, and Levi, he had to share all the different things that he knew that he, because of all his, his travels, to ask for a blessing for all these people to the previous Rebbe, and it was hard for him because to see the, 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 how this would affect the Friedrich Rebbe. Anyways, he he was once in the previous Rebbe's room sharing what's going on with Jewish people in different places. And the Friedrich Rebbe tells him he should wait. He's about to leave because the secretary, the Friedrich Rebbe had said that people are waiting outside for private audiences. Reb Simcha wasn't just coming for himself, wasn't a regular private audience. He was recounting, you know, all different cities he had been in, and the, all the people who were waiting outside just had to speak to Friedrich Rebbe about private personal matters. So the secretary was suggesting that everyone's waiting outside, and that Rebbe Simcha should go now and continue another time later. So the previous Rebbe said he should stay. He should stay at the out at the at the um, towards the outside of the room, and everyone came into the previous Rebbe's room, and he was there, and he saw the previous Rebbe's audiences with other people until everyone would leave and then he would go again and continue talking to Free Rebbe that's the frequency he should stay and he said he saw three audiences with the previous Rebbe and each audience was more puzzling than the next and years later you found out the meaning of these three audiences listen to this it's amazing listen to this story listen it's not bad it won't hurt you listen to this story listen 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 it's a good story listen it's a good story this guy comes in the previous Sabbath's room. Can you hear me? Can you hear? Can you hear me or no? He goes in the pre- pre- previous Rebbe's room, and he and he says, Rebbe, that I understand the sign. That I understand the sign. And the previous Rebbe looks at him, and he and he motions with his head. Yes, yes, you understood the sign. That's the first audience. The guy leaves. Right after him, another person comes in the previous Rebbe's room, and he. Says the Friedrich rebbe, "It's me, it's me." You hear? The second person, you hear me? You no. Know. The second person comes in the previous rebbe's room and he says, "It's me." And as soon as he says, "It's me," he faints on the floor on the spot. And they had to revive him and take him out of the room. A third person came in the Friedrich rebbe's room. This person you could tell by the way he was dressed that he wasn't the chassid of the previous Rebbe's Previous rebbe, he wasn't. Um, there, he wasn't a regular chassid. And he comes into the previous room and he gives the Rebbe a list of questions. And apparently, the most important question to him was the last question. But the previous Rebbe, apparently, for whatever reason not known to him, did not want to answer the last question. So the guy, so the guy, so the guy, So the guy asked the previous Rebbe to answer the last question. So the previous Rebbe said, I'm not blind. So he asks again, the Rebbe should please answer his question. The previous Rebbe said, I'm not deaf. So he asks a third time, can the previous Rebbe please answer his question? And he says, the previous Rebbe says to him, there are a lot of people waiting. And the guy was upset, the previous Rebbe didn't answer his question. And he, uh, and he left. That's the three audiences that Tzimcha saw. And for years and years, he did not know uh, what this meant. Years later, he he met the person who had the first audience of the previous Rebbe. The one who asked the previous Rebbe, did he understand the sign? The guy told him like this. He said that he was sent by the Rebbe Rashab to an area in Siberia. And the purpose of his mission in Siberia... Was, of, was to strengthen Yiddishkeit in Siberia, and Rebbe Ashab told him that he should stay in Siberia until he gets a sign that it's time for him to leave. So when Rebbe Rasha passes away, so he didn't know if how to determine when when the sign is when, when the sign should come because Rebbe Rasha passed away. So he wrote a letter to the previous Rebbe, asking the previous Rebbe how should he know when his mission is over. So the previous Rebbe said that my father told you that you'll get a sign, so we should stay there. So this Chassid stayed in Siberia for years, and he was very successful in encouraging many, many people to keep terimitzes. But there was one guy that he had a very unique relationship with. This guy wasn't religious at all. And it was because of his efforts, little by little, they brought this person to become a complete Baal Teshuvah, 100%. And this guy and him, I'll call him Ruven, Ruven was so close with them, they were like brothers. This Chasir, let's call him Shimon. Shimon and Ruven were like brothers, they did everything together. He made Shimon inspired Ruven to do teshuva, and they didn't, they, didn't, they didn't let go of each other. The whole time that he was in Siberia, they were always talking together and bringing together and doing everything together. One day a letter comes from the previous Rebbe and the letter says like this. There's a woman who is in an a and she cannot find her husband. And her husband looks like this. and describes some features of the person. And can he perhaps try to make an effort to find out where this woman's husband is because she can't get remarried because she doesn't know where her husband is. So because this man, Shimon, was so close to Reuven, as soon as a letter came from the previous Rebbe, he put on his gartel. As Hasidim would always do when a letter came comes from the Rebbe, to, they, before reading the Rebbe, they would, they would stand up and put on the gartel and read the letter from the Rebbe. So he reads the letter from the previous Rebbe out loud, and of course, his friend Reuven hears. And he's thinking, why did the Rebbe send him this letter in Siberia that he should know about some woman's husband? Then he realized, as he's reading the letter, that the description of the previous Rebbe of this, how this person looks. It looks exactly like Ruvain. And Ruvain actually was this woman's husband. She had, he had left her his wife years before. And the Rebbe had sent this message so that Shimon should bring Ruvain back to his wife, and she shouldn't be in a gun anymore. So that would that's the meaning of when the Shimon came to, to the previous Rebbe, he thought that this this the fact that he had successfully brought this woman's husband, back to her, this was the sign that his mission was complete. He could now leave Siberia. So that first man who went into the previous room, he said, did I understand the sign? So the previous said, yeah, that was the sign. The second person was the woman's husband. And he, when he came in, he says, Rebbe, it's me, meaning he is the guy, he is the husband of this woman. And the third story, the third person, he found out after this, years after this, he had met... This guy, who had been in the audience of the previous rebbe, and the guy told him the following: He was married, and I don't remember if his first wife passed away or or she was divorced. But after, after the, the, their, their, after um, his first marriage ended, he had an idea for a second marriage. And he wanted to ask the previous rebbe if he should indeed go forward with the chasna, get married to this woman he was considering. So the previous rebbe had answered, didn't answer him. And that's when he asked three times. The previous rebbe didn't answer. And he, he, though he asked three times, the rebbe didn't answer. What happened? He said that he didn't realize before he had gone back to the, his city, this woman who he was thinking of marrying had passed away. So the rabbi apparently didn't want to pain him with his news suddenly. To hear, he should hear that his wife, that is, what he had thought that he wanted to marry, had passed away. And the rabbit just didn't answer him. And that's the uh, st- the uh, story of the three mysterious audiences that Rab Simcha witnessed. And again, the point is that uh, sometimes the abish gives you a sign which mission, what your mission is and when it's time to uh, change. Similar in this week's Parsha. It says in the second Aliyah, Yaakov lifted his feet. And Rashi says, because he heard the good news from Hashem, that Hashem promised Yaakov that he's going to be successful in his mission, Yaakov's heart lifted his feet and he went with great joy knowing that he's going on a mission from Hashem. And he's going to be successful because Hashem promised him he'll be with him and he'll take take care of him. In a similar way, it's customary, Yomotze Shabbos, it's customary to, to sing the song i of the Yaakov. Don't be afraid, my servant Yaakov, <coughs> because on Shabbos the Jews called Yisrael, and then the extra of Hashem leaves on Shabbos, and all we left is with part with partner Hashem, which was called Yaakov. So Hashem announces to every Jew on Shabbos, "I'll of the I'm going to be with you. I'm going to protect you." And Hashem gives us the right signs that we should know that we're not alone, and we're on the right track, and we're going on the mission of Hashem. Till as Yaakov went out to to the mission that Hashem sent him on. And the uh, bottom line is that the we're heading towards you. And the last seconds of Golos, we got to go. we got to go with, we have to let our heart lift our feet, to go with the joy and gladness of heart, knowing we're not alone until we should see Any questions? Comments? All right, David. Chol David, Bach